You're just a scrawny, evil coward who preys on women. Oh, it's too bad it was that easy to see through my mask. Mm. Ah! Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello everyone, my name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 90s Sailor Moon anime. Talk about why it is that we love it so much. And this week, uh, have you ever wondered how cars feel? I know I have. (laughs) There's a whole movie you should see. Actually, a couple of them. Yeah, Fast and Furious? I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I meant cars, but all right. Yeah, those movies have cars in them. I don't. It's a bit, everybody. We are going to be watching episode 138 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Drive to the Heavens, the Dream Car Fueled with Love. It's weird, but it's like, uh, I should say, we have a very special guest uh, for this week's show. Back from last week is Emily Mayo. Emily, welcome back. Hi, great to be back. It's been such a long time. (laughs) Upwards of 15 minutes. Don't reveal uh, the secrets, Chris. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. And here's the thing. Everybody knows, and no one cares. Nope. Nope. Uh, but Emily, you and I were talking before we before I hit record uh, about how this episode is just regular bad. Yeah, it's just regular bad. It's not like horribly problematic bad. It's yeah, just it's just bad. it's just not good. So we got that to look forward to. But before we get into that, Emily, do you have any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? Oh uh, well. Kind of. Uh, so I've been learning Japanese. Um, I've only nice. like, nice. I'm like less than a year into it, but um, I've been using like apps and stuff to learn vocabulary words every day. And um, one thing that I noticed when I was watching uh, these episodes was how much I understood and how much I was able to read. And that, that has been super fun. Um, I was able to actually read, um, the, the sign outside of Hikawa shrine that says Hikawa shrine. And, um, I don't know if anybody's brought this up to y'all yet, but Hikawa, the, the character he, and then the character Kawa, it, you put those together and it means fire river. Hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Oh, I cool. al- I legitimately always assumed it meant Cherry Hill because that is what the shrine is called oh, really? in, uh, in the uh, dub. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's very funny. It's like Juban means crossroads, right? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably definitely not. Uh, well, that's that's really awesome, Emily. Uh, I was very proud of myself because I could understand uh, when Hawks Eye was talking about his sports car. <laughs> And the word was sports car. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, Emily, we are pleased as punch to have you back for a an episode that I think is going to be a lot easier to talk about than the one we had last time. <laughs> for sure. So, I, I mean, honestly, should we just get on into it? Hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm done. All right. Here we go. Jordan yes 
Uh, the title that I have for this episode, uh, as previously mentioned, is Drive to the Heavens, the Dream Car Fueled with Love. Yes. I'm going to wild guess here. Yeah. Cloverway didn't like that title. They they didn't. Well, they didn't use it. I, I can't say why. But they you didn't. don't think they were passing like a like a qualitative judgment on it? They could have been. I mean, who can say really? Mister Cloverway was like, "This is garbage." John Ephraim Cloverway, <laughs> <laughs> and he said to, he said to his crew, "I want something short with alliteration." Car crisis? No, no. Re- repair garage garage gal. All right, I, I like where your head's at, but uh, you know we got to make sure people know this is about dreams and dreamers. Dream driver, you're—that's almost it. It's a little bit dumber. It's, it always is. It almost always is. Driven dreamer. Oh, that's that's not bad. That's oh, actually—they've no? done so much worse. By oh, the sure. standards of this show, that's a pretty good title. <laughs> okay, if you say so. I mean. I mean, look, it's not, it's no crystal clear destiny, but it's not bad. Don't dream and drive. They could have done a Freddy reference. (laughs) (laughs) Are you oofing Freddy jokes? I mean, just you in general, I think. Oh, wow. Wow. Nice. Yeah, apparently it was voted that you are not too mean to me. Correct, yeah. Which is fake. And that, and that, and again, that. Most of the people who responded also went, the opposite is true. <laughs> well, those, I'm sorry to say those people are also fake. So, oh, those people don't exist. Yeah. I have a lot of bots that I made. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. We got to get these, uh, we got to get these Russian bots off Twitter. We got to get these Jordan bots off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, where, where do we start here, Jord? Well, you have to talk to us about who made the episode. Oh, and that's when right. It was. Sorry, I do that part. I forgot because I try not to look it up yet. This episode was written by Ryota Yamaguchi. The animation director was Masahiro Ando. The director was Hiroki Shibata. And it originally aired on June 10th, 1995. I'm actually kind of shocked that this isn't an Ikuhara episode. Because uh, that guy has a thing about cars. Does he really? I mean, like, I figured, like, Sailor Moon in general just has a thing about cars. I, you're not wrong, but um, I know y'all haven't watched Revolutionary Girl Utena, and I don't know if that's, like, ever going to be on the table for y'all's uh, future well, viewing. There but... is another podcast uh, that I believe was uh, inspired by Sailor Business to take that on. It has a great title oh, called really? uh, Imagine Me and Utena. Oh, that is uh, a good title. Oh, that's beautiful. It's a very, very I'll good to, title. I'll have to take a listen to that. But in the Utena movie, which is pretty much like an, an alternate universe uh, retelling of the events of the show, there is a very controversial scene in which Utena turns into a car, and it's a whole thing. Uh, it is a whole damn thing. Okay, okay. Hang on. I did not know that Revolutionary Girl Utena was that kind of series. <laughs> It is. Uh, that now I want like. Why did no one tell me? Because I have known that series exists for years, uh, and I've mentioned that like up until fairly recently, like around when we started doing the show, I I thought it was a Naoko Takeuchi project, but I had just gotten it confused. I've never seen it because nobody bothered to tell me. Oh yeah, somebody turns into a car. I would have been there. <laughs> yeah. See, 
that's actually something that between my time watching the show and my time watching the movie, that is something that uh, was revealed to me. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, well, I, I don't know anything else about this movie, but I think I'm pretty down for this. <laughs> Did you say the movie is a retelling of the story of the show? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's a little weird, but it's not unheard of for anime to do that. Huh. Okay. Uh, speaking of things that are unheard of, uh, Mamoru's hanging out with a widow. Okay. Well, wait. So are we not are we not doing the show the normal way? Are we just <laughs> telling people what happens in it? Is That's that what's going on? That's like literally how it opens. Is Ami's walking down the street? Yes. You have to tell it right. Ami is walking down the street and jumps to some serious conclusions. And there's nothing you can see. It's not like you can look at this woman and be like. That lady's got a dead husband. You, you can't tell <laughs> from looking at her that she's a widow. I would be very curious. What are you? What are you, Hawkeye? <laughs> <laughs> I would be very curious to, um, he, like, someone who was fluent in Japanese to explain this scene to me. Because the translation that, and we should say this, you can watch along on Hulu if you'd like. Uh, all of Sailor Moon is on there. Uh, as well as being released on a uh, digital versatile disc by Viz, they tr- they kind of try to do the sketchy conversation sort of thing with this, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where uh, he's like, "Hey, should I give you a ride?" And she's like, "No, I just do this for the fun." But it's like it doesn't quite work as innuendo dialogue. <laughs> it it more works <laughs> like it is very obvious that she is repairing his car. I mean, it's the handoff of the key is the is the is meant to, I think, be the scandalous part where, oh, my God, like that's his apartment key, like or or her apartment key or something, except it looks like a car key. Absolutely. Like car keys keys have a look. Bobby's kind of further away. So, like, maybe she just sees it from a distance. I for this whole scene, I wrote down that that Ami's a cop. (laughs) She she is a cop in this she's episode. A, she's a in this episode. <laughs> least, no, I'm kidding. At least in, in the in the very beginning, it's just Ami Mizuno, love cop. Yeah, that yeah. is a show I uh, watch. The woman, I I mean, I wrote down the the woman should just go. Who is this young girl who is coming up and accusing you of something? <laughs> who is this middle schooler? Yeah, I'm sorry, who... This is a 14 year old that you know. <laughs> yeah she's uh she's my girlfriend's friend what (laughs) sorry excuse me um and 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 little girl you think that me and him having a relationship would be scandalous (laughs) two adults okay uh yeah all right so that's the cold open (laughs) yes again it oh and ami like just straight up like runs up and she's like Usagi is my friend. I cannot, I, I will not keep this, I will not keep your filthy secrets. <laughs> um, and I kind of love this because we very rarely, like, you know, Ami's the character who was supposed to be a robot, you know, like we very rarely get to see her, like, have emotions. And I really like that she is played as very book smart and not not wise to the ways of the world. I think that's a really cute choice. I don't know. You think that this is that we're supposed to go, oh, silly Ami, I can't believe you misunderstood. I I feel like they are going, no, no, like anybody would oh, no, I, I think this. I think it's supposed to be that Ami's Ami's a little like like a little goofy. Because this is a very, you know, Usagi thing to do. Because it's so obviously 
it's so obviously and it is presented to the viewer as so obviously not being the thing that uh she thinks it is then we get the title and after the title we cut to a garage the ichino's garage ichinose garage mm-hmm. i'm sorry which i think is weird because they advertise the name of the garage on the roof so like planes can well, see it i mean i guess if you're like flying into tokyo and you're like well what if i crash my rental car what what will i do you look down and you're like oh, oh cool i'll just take it to that garage it's a good thing i'm flying into tokyo and can read japanese <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's i don't know why i am in the position of being the most charitable person here <laughs> it is in the middle of tokyo so it's see, surrounded by skyscrapers there. like you could very easily see the roof from any of those buildings that's true for sure that's true uh, that's true uh and then oh my gosh crazy reveal uh that woman is a mechanic she's working on a car and she's like okay that's done hey how's it going Ami, and then Ami slides out from under the car like she's some kind of grease monkey all of a sudden. What's going Wait on? A second. I thought she wanted to be a doctor. No one can be interested in two things. <laughs> <laughs> it is at this point that I wrote down, Chris, you will be thrilled. Echoing a couple of episodes ago, I wrote down, so Ami has a type two. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong, buddy. Maybe Super S is kind of like the season where both Ami and Makoto are kind of experimenting a little bit. They're having a couple <laughs> flings and they're kind of like learning what they like. And then in Stars, they are like, you know, they make it official. <laughs> Maybe. At least I have that to look forward to. At least I have that. Slightly taller women with ponytails who, who do uh, boyish things. Yeah, if, if only we could see uh, this young mechanic lady punching someone out, <laughs> doing a doing a judo flip. <laughs> For some reason, all the other senshi are there. Like all the other scouts show up, hiding behind a wall of tires. Yeah, how do they know? How do they know what's like? I just don't understand. I, I so I, it seems as though Ami must have said to them, "Hey, uh, I can't come to the temple today. I got a part time job at a." at an auto yeah. shop and they were all like this i gotta yeah. see ami working uh and makoto even goes um, i can't believe she worked part-time at an auto repair shop in the uh in the dub yeah you'll enjoy this chris in the dub makoto says or rather uh lita says uh i hope she doesn't work here full-time or her hands will get stained with grease it's a weird really <laughs> That's a very specific thing to worry just about. Get some, get some fast orange <laughs> yes. on it. Come on. <laughs> so the scouts all. Uh, this doesn't seem possible. The, I think the physics of car tires works differently in the Sailor Moon universe. Oh, really? You because think physics they're hiding differently in this universe. Is this, <laughs> this a new theory? Because uh, the car tires are all stacked up, and they start like wobbling in ways that like are not feasible and then memo drives up and is like hey usagi and she turns around to be like hey memo and because she stopped supporting the tires all the tires fall down and crush the scouts and that's how the show ends it's really really weird (laughs) (laughs) rip every single sailor scout i also like how again like there's so many immediate uh, assumptions about Meru. I don't even understand how they got to this one. They know he has a car. He drives up in yeah. his car. 
Like, this is what I don't understand. Like, unless, unless they were like, Ami, tell the story of how this all came to be. And Ami was like, well, I was walking down the street and I saw Memo getting a key and I was immediately like, oh, obviously he's cheating. And then we come into the conversation with them going, Memo was cheating. Yeah. And Usagi like spits tea <laughs> all over, all over Mamoru. And I wrote, <laughs> I wrote down revenge tea. <laughs> If a guy is cheating on you, just spit some tea at him. Yeah. That'll show him. Absolutely. Give him that <laughs> great mood of poison mist. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, he's like, no, we're in a garage. Obviously, like, you know, I have to get my oil changed sometimes. <laughs> like, it's every 3,000 miles. That's the trick. Only sleep with people you're actually doing business with. Oh. <laughs> That's so you out of, have uh, an excuse uh, as a 45 year old <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah they, but no then they get to part of uh where chibi's like yeah it doesn't matter if, if you suck he's clumsy and stupid and and ugly and dumb you shouldn't be cheating on her jeepers christmas <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, Usagi is furious. Yeah, as as she should be, as she should be. But they 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 go on about that he's cheating for so long. Yeah, and he's like, no. And it, it takes Amy finally going, no, 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 no. I was wrong. They weren't cheating. She's just a repair woman, and she fixes his car. Those she, were his car keys. She's a mechanic. That is why we are standing in a garage. And I now work for her. I I was so ashamed of my assumptions that I became her servant. <laughs> servant seems a little. I'm kidding. Harsh. Employee. I was joking. Okay. But really, secretly, she was struck with her beauty and couldn't say anything. Don't you, Jordan? Don't you think you're maybe reading a little into it? How dare you? How dare you and your cookbook self say that to me? <laughs> I just, you know, it's like I get a, I get a lot of emails about how it's just how girls act. <laughs> Everybody sorts all that out. Meanwhile, at the bar, these three assholes are at it again. And they're having conversations oh, about No, we we find out a thing at the end of the scene uh, in the transition, which is that it's the eyeball that takes the oh, pictures. Yeah, nobody yeah. Okay. So yes, we finally solved the mystery of who's taking the creep shots. It's a bat-winged flaming eyeball that no one notices. <laughs> yeah. Like no one smells any smoke. No one sees this thing that is on fire and thus inherently giving off light. It's the size of a fucking softball with wings <laughs> and it's on fire and it's taking pictures. So uh, the creep shot eyeball has finally been revealed. Mystery solved. The only mystery of this season that will be solved. Oh, also, has been solved. also, did you, we did also skip the, I guess it's not that surprising. So I understand why we skipped it. The fact that Ami is a genius at cars too. Yeah. That she took to it. She took to it like second nature. They were like, not only did she did she was she able to just like jump right in there, she figured out what was wrong with the thing that I didn't even get. Like she's a genius. And they're like, Yeah, way to go. Yeah, they're like, Yeah, she's a genius. It's her deal. <laughs> it's on the teacher, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Kind-hearted girl genius. Yeah. So they're looking at uh, the the pictures of what's the what's the what's the mechanic's name? 
Uh, Natsumi is her name. Natsumi. They're looking at a picture of her. And, uh, well, Hawkeye's looking at it. And the other two are like, oh, looking at another older woman. Because, yeah, she looks so old. You can just well, tell. They, they haven't seen the picture yet is the gag. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, because there's because he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm checking out this widow. And they're like, a widow? She must be an ancient crone. What? No, no, that's not true. What? That's not what happens. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, well, check this out. And he shows it, and it turns out she's a young widow. Wait, wait, wait. Let me look at this. Yeah. Yeah, dog. I'm looking at it right now. The first line is, I can't take my eyes off her. Second line is, another older woman, Hawkeye. And then they look, and she goes, she's a grease monkey. She seems so rigid. Yeah, he hasn't mentioned that she's a widow yet. Because they make a big deal of it when when he he laughs at them and is like, (laughs) what is his line about... Uh, you don't get it at all. And he says um, that she's one of the best among older women because she's a widow. He, oh, okay. so he, I, I completely misread that scene. I yeah, thought the gag he, was that he was like, they're like, oh, you love older women. And he was like, nope, she's actually a young older woman. No, she's a, <laughs> she's an older woman. And he says she's one of the best kind of older women. And and then Tiger's Eye goes, I, he says, I thought grannies were, which I think implies that's a grannies were the best older women and he's like no widow is the best older woman there's a lot of troubling stuff on this season of sailor moon yes i just want to just want to throw that out there the madam killer is now going to become the widow killer oof 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 (laughs) so now that we know that natsumi is a widow it's time for her to think about her tragic origin story so we cut to where she's working on this uh shitty beat up car that is one f- like hecked up car. Like it's practically just like a shell. Yeah. yeah. What's even like, I don't know. I saw that thing and I was like, there's no way that thing could be saved. Yeah. Well, that's it's- what she thought when she saw it too. But her husband was like, this is our dream to make a shop. This is really weird. He's like, we're going to buy the, I bought the shittiest car in the world. You and I are going to fix it. And that will prove that we are a, a car garage that will take any challenge. There is no car we won't fix. Yeah, well, they're going to, they're going to restore this classic car. No, I understand that, but it's just a fucking weird <laughs> to me. It's weird that he's like, yeah, that's going to be our, let's, that's going to be like our gimmick. We'll, we'll, we'll fix cars. <laughs> that's our, our garage's thing. <laughs> Like, no matter how fucked up they are, we'll fix it. I mean, if you can get a car that looks that terrible running again, then I I guess that is um, some sort of measure of how skilled you are as a mechanic. But, like, they have other clients, (laughs) I assume. You'd you'd think that, like, like, doing a good job with your clients alone would help keep their business afloat. I don't know. It just—I don't know how much mileage they're going to get out of this. A client's going to pull in, just going like, "I just need an oil change." Oh, what's that piece of shit car? <laughs> and they're going to go, "Oh, we're going to fix that car." That's what. Holy crap! Really? Wow, you can do anything. Yep. I should tell all my friends to go here. Which only works if they are there when the car is bad and also when it's good. <laughs> they have to be there for the before and the after for this to work they have to really depend on like a regular clientele yeah they have to have a few regulars like some guy comes in for his to get his uh oil done oh then he comes back like six months later for his next oil change 
and it's like, oh, it's fixed now or however long. Like, that's the only way it's going to work. They could make a lot more money in in the old Juban district uh, specializing in people who bring their cars in. And they're like, yeah, um, someone turned my car into a sexy lady for like an afternoon. <laughs> um, I really can. You just check it out. I bet you most of the things they fix are people coming in saying I fell into a deep coma while I was driving. <laughs> yeah, I was really into cars. <laughs> And then uh, I hit peak energy. Important to note, her husband has a beard. Yeah, this is Tomokazu. Uh, Tomokazu, who is her dead husband, died of unspecified causes. Uh, yeah. He has a beard, and he wants to fix this uh, shitty car. <laughs> the only two things that we know about. Oh, okay, three things, because he's dead. We do yes. know that he's dead. <laughs> we do know that he's dead, married, wanted to fix a shitty car, and has a bad beard that's all we need to know like, he's not married anymore because once you die the marriage ends that's like the whole thing i mean it ends for her not for him till death do us part yeah well, okay fine that's in there yeah if he came back they'd have to get married again <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so yes she has her memory of that she keeps the picture of him uh clipped to the to the mirror of the car to inspire her. Then we cut to Usagi talking to Mamo, and she's like, oh, wow, she's a widow? Yeah, let me tell you all about her. Uh, they, they they started this thing, and then her husband died, and then Ami's like, yeah, yeah, they promised they were going to rebuild this car. All the same shit again. Same shit we just learned. Yeah. So that's why she cares. But now we know that everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do, Amy? Are you going to fucking work there forever now because you feel yeah. bad for this fucking widow <laughs> i am going to uh replace her husband <laughs> there was not enough subtext in this relationship already. <laughs> yeah it's yeah she literally says if i quit before it's done it'd be meaningless mm, no i don't think that's true i'm pretty sure this is her deal it's not like it breaks again like, like if you you know if you fix the fuel pump that fuel pump gonna stay fixed so, so yes, Amy has committed her life to this woman uh, now that she is a widow. Um, she's, hey, listen, she's been working by herself for a long time. She's shorthanded. And the only, and, and she, by the way, she's shorthanded. Okay. So she could hire someone. She doesn't, why does she need to wait for a high schooler to, tr I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me, let me go back. Yes. Why does she need to wait for a middle schooler to chance upon her flirting with a, a, a man to to hire someone she didn't did she put out an ad saying hey any experienced mechanics want to work at my garage and anything like that i mean it, it really does just appear to be her and i'm just thinking like okay so her husband's dead yeah. so that means that all the money that the garage is making is no longer supporting two people it is supporting one person yep in theory if she wanted to hire someone unless like the clientele went way down when the husband died she's could probably do it I don't understand, like, what's stopping her. I guess she was just waiting for the right 14-year-old to just, like, <laughs> bumble into her life. Yeah, and, and we never see, like, we never get, like, the, to this episode's credit, we never get, like, oh, you can't fix cars. You're a girl. Like, it's. No, we don't. All, all we see of her is that Mamoru, who owns a car and a motorcycle, entrusts her with his car. And she not only fixes it, like, she drives it, like, she she drives it back to him and then walks home. So it is a like very like <laughs> that's hardcore. Service. Yeah, like I I would love to just drop my car off somewhere, get a lift home, and then go out, and my car is there and fixed. Like that's delightful. Why 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 was Mamo there then? I don't know. Maybe she maybe she actually didn't fix it. Maybe, 
Maybe it was wrong. <laughs> hey, this actually didn't get fixed. Can you do it again? Yeah, I'll just be quick. Hey, uh, cut to that night where Chibi's in bed talking to her horse. Yep, got got him on uh, got him on FaceTime, got him on Skype. Mm-hmm. Got to get the horse's opinion on what's going on, or else, like, horse. why even have the episode in the first place? <laughs> right, horse. I, I don't understand. Why is Amy working in a garage? She wants to be a doctor. And first of all, I love. I, and the answer is some bullshit highfalutin thing about dreams, where he's like, "Hey, man, sometimes people have their dreams, but sometimes people's dreams are to help other people's dreams achieve their dreams." Okay, great. That's that's great. That's great uh, dialogue. Sometimes I, I want Pegasus to go. Listen, people have to do jobs. Sometimes they have to do <laughs> shitty jobs. Like <laughs> capitalism is a scourge. <laughs> you got. She's gonna go to college, but like she, she's got to buy books and shit. Like they are gonna get expensive. She she needs this money. Like get off her yeah. ass. Like also, also <laughs> people can be interested in two things. <laughs> what? Yeah. I like talking into a microphone about Sailor Moon. I also uh-huh. like talking into a microphone about Xena the Warrior Princess. Well, that, but that's just, I think you just like talking into a microphone. I think you need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so Pegasus gave her great uh, educational moments there. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day, uh-huh. the day after, uh, a sweet teal classic uh 50s automobile rolls yeah up i bet you somebody could tell us what it is but i don't know anything about cars i don't either it looks like a very specific kind but i don't know what kind. i'm sure we're gonna get a letter i'm sure we okay. i'm sure we're gonna get an email it looks maybe a chevelle i don't know uh convertible white wall tires. did you just pull that out of your ass where did you get that okay i'm gonna look up chevelle looking at the car uh, no definitely not <laughs> No, definitely okay. not. What? Definitely not. How how dare you? You don't have to. You don't have to be that extensive about it. Unless I'm wrong, <laughs> but it looks like I'm not. Anyway, continue. It pulls up. So it's yeah, it pulls up. Guess what? It's uh, fucking Hawk's Eye. I uh, died when I saw it, but we'll get to it. But I died. He pulls up. He goes, hey, my engine's got some problems. Can you take a look? She goes, yeah, of course. I'll just. (laughs) (laughs) We get a zoom in on this motherfucker looking like Barry Bostwick in Megaforce. (laughs) (laughs) But still with pink hair. (laughs) Like still. Didn't bother changing his hair at all for this. Pink hair. This Hank Scorpio motherfucker. But like a dark, dark beard. He's got a. Be- he's got her husband's beard on his face. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's very bad. <laughs> yeah, I cannot stress enough how bad this is. Like I know, I know that it's not uncommon for for like dudes to have facial hair that's a different color than what's on top of their head. But pink and black, I just don't know about that. Like I look at that and I'm like, that's fake. But I mean, I'm also not a character in Sailor Moon, so who knows? Maybe it's totally normal there. I don't know. Well, she sees this guy who, like her husband, has a beard. Yeah, that's it. And thinks it's and says his name, her husband's name, to which Amy goes, what? <laughs> and then she falls over on the ground. Yeah. Just passes the fuck right out. Because of this guy 
who bear, bears a passing resemblance at best to her husband. <laughs> she does this. Every, this. Here's the thing. We don't see a lot of beards in Sailor Moon, but she does this to any beard. <laughs> any guy with a beard shows up. <laughs> doesn't matter. She goes face down on the pavement, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, so later on, we're at the hospital. Yeah, she wakes up in like, the hospital. This seduction plan went south so quickly. <laughs> like, if you're if you're seducing someone and they end up in the hospital, then you you did something wrong. You really messed up. Oh, he doesn't feel that way. He smiles an evil smile and is like, "Yeah." Ah, yes, the hospital, <laughs> the perfect, the perfect seduction setting. <laughs> so, so the girls are all like, yeah, man, she was working really long hours. And so she got overtired and, and that's why she's here uh, in the hospital. Pretty effed up, but there you go. And then meanwhile, she's in the bed going, that couldn't have been my husband because my husband is dead. Yeah. Also, he doesn't actually look anything like your husband. <laughs> He does not look or sound. My husband, I don't know if you know this, my husband had a beard. Mm-hmm. He invented, my husband invented this thing called a beard. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead, but the beard lives Sorry. on. I've never seen anything like it. And this guy was able to do the exact same thing. I mean, look, the story checks out. <laughs> And then he rolls up into the hospital room with flowers. They just let him in, I guess. Well, yes. her husband. They just let anyone in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, hey, check her wallet for any pictures and uh, don't look closely <laughs> at them. Check out the chin area. I yeah. think you'll see it's me. You can just get, scope out scope out the CA, scope out the chin area. <laughs> so meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the at the at the garage, mm-hmm. Ami is there staring at the the wrecked husk of a car looking determined. Oh, so, so determined. My note was, don't you dare on me. That leads us to our act break. Jordan. Yeah. Don't like that. You don't like, yes. I don't, I don't like what I don't like. I don't like what you said. Joy? No, I, I I am a noted non-fan of joy. Uh, but you know what does bring me joy? Wow, money. <laughs> I'm a very uh, I'm a very McDuck sort of person. Uh, it brings me joy when people support sailor business. Uh, so maybe you could tell them how they can do that. Absolutely. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash sailor business, and there you will find an entire site called Patreon, specifically the page dedicated to sailor business and Xena business. And in that, you can sign up to become a patron of ours, meaning that every month you give us a amount of money. How much? Well, it could be a dollar. It could be $5. It could be $15. It could be $27,000. That would be helpful. Point is, it comes out of your account once a month and it goes to us. $27,000 a month. You'll get a new episode every day. Dude, I know you won't. I have a job. (laughs) Oh, does your job pay you $27,000 a month? (laughs) I don't want to quit my job. I like my job. Yeah, look, look, I know you do, but maybe maybe take an hour every night. (laughs) Every night. 
Jordan, uh, uh, Jordan, <laughs> even even cutting in Allie and Jake. <laughs> that's a not insignificant amount of money. Okay, right, wait, let's see. What is Patreon takes a cut and then we would get a little bit and then divide it by. All right, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, look, no one's going to do it. So it's it's a moot point. You're but probably you could, right. Is, is what we're getting at. You you could give us $27,000 a month. If but... you give us $27,000 a month, we do an episode every oh, every day. How about every weekday? Anyway, point is uh, what you can actually. You're so get. fucking lazy. I can't... <laughs> it's the easy way out. That's all. Point is, point is, point is, for $5 a month, you get access to behind-the-scenes clips uh, uh, and uh, show notes and things like that. Um, For $15 a month, you get a Sailor Business pin, the official Sailor Business pin. And we're except no substitutes. Yes. Oh, God, don't get a bootleg Sailor Business pin. That would be awful. I would be very impressed if such a thing existed, but don't do it (laughs) because Katie worked really hard on that design. And and also, we just love our patrons and, because it makes it possible for us to do this thing that we actually enjoy doing, but not every day. <laughs> oh, my God. What's 27,000 times 12? It's uh, a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> but then we still got to divide it up. You can go freelance. We'll see. You can just we'll see. do some comic book. Look. Like, do some comic book editing on the side, my dog. Plus, you know they're going to stop doing the 27000 a month in. <laughs> they're only going to do it for one month. Anyway. I think, look, I think you can handle I think you can handle a month of daily recordings. Oh, man. Anyway. I, I don't, again, I don't know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> it's fake. It's a fake idea. You won't even play in the space with me. Why don't we, why don't we do some Twitter questions at this point? Fine. Fine. All right. Hey, hey, Sailor Business. Uh, hey, Boots wants to know what would be seen in your dream mirror, but then they add, please answer for the other host. Ooh, <laughs> uh, here's my chance to be very cruel. Oh, why would you? Oh, this is so good. And that's the reaction. Why would people say that you're meaner to me than I am to you when that's know, your I'm reaction? <laughs> <laughs> i'm just not like you know it's whatever here i am thinking like is it gonna be like batman wrestling or what uh i think it would be it, it, there would be cats there so it's <laughs> gross uh cats with with big old mustaches and <laughs> and uh like you could see memory chiba's driver's license that says he's like 16 years old <laughs> And, uh, like, like there would be the faint strains of ukulele music. Well, that sounds lovely. Does it? <laughs> uh, of course it does. Ukuleles are fine. Ukuleles are good. They're good. And, uh, and also, like, uh, horror movies would be playing. Sure. Yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. I actually, I, that's something I've, I've said in the past is that I I enjoy having nightmares as it's like a free horror movie. Um, <laughs> that's it. What? what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no. That, I mean, that's cool. Like you're, you're taking this like crappy thing about being alive and then like turning it into a good thing that you enjoy. I, I respect this. <laughs> Thank, but you. I, Thank you. I do not know how you do it. <laughs> 
because they're fake and i i I mean you're scared in the moment but then you wake up and you go yeah that was so fake anyway uh i but i was serious i think chris would probably in his dream mirror would be like a wrestling tournament with batman in it yep Uh, wrestling tournaments that's what they are (laughs) okay a wrestling what do they call a a thing Uh, an event or a match a match i figured a match would be like one wrestling match like what's wrestlemania WrestleMania is an event or a show. Okay, so like a WrestleMania with Batman in it. That's a very reductive view of me, and I don't appreciate that. I have, I have a complex inner life. And... All right, and and uh, and Destro is narrating it, and the final tournament is uh, Batman versus Sailor Jupiter, and you don't know what, what to think. It's, it's very reductive. It's very reductive. I... <laughs> I'm I'm complicated. Who do you root for in Batman versus Sailor Jupiter? I would root for Sailor Jupiter, obviously. <gasps> I can't believe it. Well, like you got to like you got to think about the story that's being told, Jordan. The story of Sailor Jupiter overcoming would be far more interesting. Okay, okay, okay. I I don't know that we know you well enough, Emily, to say what your dream <laughs> is. Do you want to tell us what you think yours is? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I think mine's actually really easy. It's me, and I am. Let I have access to as many audio programmers as I want, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to do this interactive music system. And the programmers are like, Yes, ma'am, and they put it in without without like bothering with anything else first. And uh, uh it's just amazing. Okay, I. Long story short, it's just me scoring Final Fantasy 30. That's the dream mirror. I'm just scoring Final nice. Fantasy 30. I mean, I yeah, I dream about my job a lot. Do you dream about uh, like writing, Chris? Uh, no, I, I I did have some uh, anxiety dreams about writing <laughs> this week. Oh, okay. so. oh no! Sorry, it was like a free horror movie. <laughs> you don't like horror movies? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> No, anyway, I do not. Let's see what else we got. Um, hey, Mike Donahue wants to know, a lot of villains are named after rocks. What sort of villain would be the Wakandan Vibranium be? I mean, that would be that would be Ulysses Claw. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's in a, in, like, that is in a very real sense what the Vibranium villain is. Is he made of Vibranium? He's made of sound. He's made of sound waves, but he's made of sound waves because he uh, jumped into the Vibranium processing machine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's in, it's in Fantastic Four. They probably have one. They probably have a copy at the building you go to every day. I don't believe it. Uh, let's see. You don't believe that? Okay, I'm kidding. Do you not it was believe? a joke. It was a joke. Uh, what we in the business call a joke? Wh- which business? Sailor, Sailor business. business yes, okay, we don't call that a joke on Sailor Business. Oof. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got a few other ones. Uh, what classic sitcom plot would you most want to see happen with the Sailor Senshi? Um, Full House. <laughs> I, I don't I think they made a specific plot. <laughs> they all have to live together and have children. Okay. And that's it. And that's it. That's all it is. I mean, I'd probably watch that. It'd be I, funny. I think they meant more like they get st- stuck in a closet together or uh, they have to prepare oh, for a dinner party oh. for one of their bosses or. <laughs> I misunderstood. <laughs> That's a good question, though. I don't know. Um, what else is a classic sitcom plot? Uh, I mean, like, uh, having to pretend that they're uh, a couple. That's always a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do, who do you want that to be? Who do you think I want it to be? I was just thinking, like, haven't we had that with Usagi and Mamoru? But, like, we've had plots where they've had to... 
before they were a couple, like they've had to do couple like things together. Like there was that episode when they had to like model for that painting. And there was that episode where they took care of the baby. Baby Jordan. Like those might as well be sitcom plots. They were. Yeah. Wait, Chris, are you saying cookbook? Yeah. No, that's terrible because. I would love that. you, You already think they're a couple. Yes. So in other words, they wouldn't be pretending. They would just be like, okay, yeah, we're a couple. No, see, they, they pretend to be a couple and then they for real fall in love. Jordan, come on, keep up. Oh. No, it's supposed to be, it should be like Usagi and Ray have to pretend to be a couple because they actually can't stand each other. I would love that. Yeah, okay. That that also works. Um, it's not a sitcom plot, but I still can't believe there's not a body swap episode of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There really should be. Oh, uh, well. Okay, okay, all right. Maybe yet. Oh, perhaps there will be in the future. Well, oh, it, it's not. It's not a straight. I'm hoping body it's swap, but there's a. <laughs> but uh, there, there's some stuff ahead, and I think it's gonna be pretty fun. That's good. I love stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good answers. Uh, let's see, one or two more. Let's see. If the powers of the Sailor Scouts could only be used for mundane household things, whose powers would be the best? Bubble spray. Just to clean all the time? Yeah. She's scrubbing it's bubbles. Scrubbing bubbles, yeah. She's the scrubbing bubbles of the Sailor Scouts. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree to that, that she is the scrubbing bubbles of the Sailor Scouts. In that she's inherently very useful. <laughs> I was going to say Ray can cook things with her powers, I guess. Well, I mean, Jupiter probably could too. But I was thinking that if you had uh, Venus love me chain, you could maybe like use that to grab stuff. Like if the remote is across the room, you just like grab that real quick and you don't have to move. I would love to see an in like, like a commercial for the sailor scouts abilities like the there's got to be a better way (laughs) (laughs) like how useful would dead screen be around the house does this happen to you (laughs) and i guess yusagi what power are we talking about like discus like she can throw dishes into the dishwasher Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she could turn things into dust. <laughs> sure. And then you gotta get the scrubbing bubbles in there. <laughs> dust it in trash. If each of us were members of the Dead Moon Circus, what would our tricks and outfit be? Ugh. No, thank you. Mm. Pass. <laughs> you <refuse laughs> to join the Dead Moon Circus? Hey, if if we were mega creeps, what would we do? <laughs> No, we could be the the Lemures. Um, do you have any circus skills? I mean, I guess I guess you do. You do like ukulele is kind of a circus skill, kinda. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably be like a yeah, like a like a, a, a ukulele clown kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kind of be a ukulele clown. So very true. Yeah, sure. Why not? How about you? Um, I don't know. I'm not like I I have I I I lift weights. But like not enough to <laughs> so be, you can be the strong impressive. Man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the semi-strong man. The semi-strong man. That's actually I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> That's very good. All right. Um, I guess I would be like, I mean, I do a lot of music, but I don't do a lot of performing unless it's on bass guitar. So I guess I would just uh be a bass guitar clown. <laughs> okay, we could play together. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Good jam. Love it. And I think that's about it for listener questions today. All right. Well, with that, we can get back to the show. All right, ukulele clown, take us through. 
So when we arrive back in the episode, we are back in the hospital where Creep Creep Man Hawk's Eye has arrived with Creepman Hawk's Eye. His full name. Uh has brought these flowers <laughs> to this this mechanic. And he's telling her a story. Uh he 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 heard Memoru's story and he stole it. I lost my parents when I was young. Now I also have no one. I have always searched for a woman with whom I can share my sadness. Same. Yeah, that's not a great pickup line. That's not great at all. I mean, like, it's like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to be sad with you. You and I could, you and I could be miserable hot. together for many, many years. It could be devastating for both of us. We should really make this happen. So, yeah, now finally he's found her. And sh- and she's sitting there going, oh, that beard just looks a lot like my husband, though. So maybe we should do this. <laughs> he says to her, sell your stupid car repair garage thing. That is some bullshit. And come with me on a trip. Okay. Whatever that is. She s- starts smiling. She's going to say yes. When thankfully, Chibi Yusa was eavesdropping on this whole thing, bursts into the room and is like, what? Don't. Do it! Uh, your dream is not going on a trip. Your dream is fixing a shitty car. And if you don't do that, everyone will be disappointed. See, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds about this. Because on one hand, like, yeah, don't go on this trip with this dude you've never met who's also, like, evil and wearing a fake beard. That's clearly a bad idea. But also, like, on the other hand, is it really a bad idea for her to move on? <laughs> With yeah. life? No, it isn't. And in addition, I don't think the best method is going, you can't give up on your dream because everyone you know will be disappointed in you. And unfortunately, everyone she knows is just apparently just this gaggle yeah. of 14-year-olds. <laughs> that is the technical <laughs> term, I believe. <laughs> but what? But that's the thing. Chibi actually doesn't mean, like, she's 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 not being very specific. She doesn't mean everyone will be disappointed in you if you give up on your dreams. That's, that is what it sounded like when I heard her say it. But what she actually means is, no, 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 no. All of our friends are trying to fix that car for you. And if you don't care about that, they'll be upset because they are trying to do that for you. And that's fucked up in lots of ways. Yeah. So, you know, if someone's trying to do you a favor, you owe them. Yeah. You, if somebody's doing you a favor, you owe them yeah. to, like, want that favor. <laughs> First of all, that's the simple level. <laughs> but I also think it's fucked up that she's sitting, that this is her dream is to do this, fix this car. And Ami's reaction is, well, then let's do it for her. And it's like, well, wait, yeah, I can what? do it. That's, I'm like really good at this. That's, good. that's not okay. how it works. She <laughs> wants to do it. And like, that's like if you give someone a puzzle and going, we got you a puzzle. I put it together. <laughs> yeah. That's like if one of my friends was like, Hey, I'm going to score final fantasy 30 for yes. you. For me. <laughs> I know that's something you've always wanted to have done. So here it's done. No. <laughs> Doing it is part of the thing. So she showed, but that being said, it's not like the girls are necessarily good at this shit yet. So she, well, sh- okay. So we we go to the garage. Chewie takes her to the garage to show her uh, all the senshi working on the car. Yeah, Ami's directing everyone. There is an episode of Gem where they do this as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's uh, intriguing. Oh, I'm sure there my is. favorite episode. So this is your favorite episode of Sailor Moon too. D- definitely not. <laughs> uh, but I do love this scene. 
because Usagi has been given the job of hammering, which is not how one fixes a car. And also, like, what is she? My my guess is that they just like gave her a hammer and was just like, look, you're not going to you're not going to understand how to do anything technical. So just like just have this hammer and just like hang out. Yeah, just hammer this part. And then she's like, and she's like, we're going to replace the door later so she can just hammer it all she wants <laughs> just make her feel useful yeah exactly so seeing all her friends pitch in to help out so i mean again the fact that they're it's not like they're done if they had shut i was worried that was going to happen i was worried that she was going to show up and they were going to be like we did it and i was going to be like motherfucker what <laughs> but they're just helping out and so she's presumably she could walk up and go yeah let's do this come on yeah you guys are the best and that would be sort of fun but instead, what happens is <laughs> Hawkside goes, wow, that car's a piece of shit. I got a nice car. Why don't you get in this nice car with me and let that shit car go? Like, that shit is done. Okay, look, this is this is a lot. First of all, this is a lot more telling than just like, oh, I fell on a flower and now I need to clean my dress. <laughs> but also, he's not wrong. <laughs> Well, yeah, hey, that car was a piece of shit. Uh, uh, a bunch of teenage girls, charitably two of whom know how to do this, have hammered it. <laughs> so abandon your job and dream and come on a trip with me. Now, granted, yeah. Chris was just saying I should quit my job just to do sailor business every day. So apparently that's just okay. where his priorities here's lie. He do anything like, for money. You quit your job? <laughs> You would no longer need the job. I love my job. It's my dream, Chris. It's my beautiful dream. Yeah, it's not that beautiful. Oh, wow. Ouch. And people think you're not mean to me, is what you're saying? I am so nice. <laughs> uh, also, here's another question. Um, why doesn't he just why doesn't he just give her the one, two, three when she's in the hospital? Oh, it would have been so easy. Because he still thinks that she will sleep with him. But but that's never like that's never the actual goal. No, it's never I, the actual I, thing that they want. I, that is my belief. I still believe it. I still believe that they are sitting there. You must confess you still believe. <laughs> I, yes. I still believe that they are just scumbags and they are like, we're uh, our job is to look in their mirrors. But if they will sleep with us first, like bonus. It does seem like they only ever do the one, two, three when like when things have gone south. I mean, but things, things go south so quickly. <laughs> For sure. Can say. I mean, again, if you if you don't believe the sex theory that I just put forward, <laughs> then... don't believe the sex theory episode <laughs> title. Thank you. <laughs> if you don't believe the sex theory, then then the then it's more like last episode where the goal would be that they'd get on a fucking plane to Madrid together, and he'd be like, "So tell me about your dream. Like, what's your dream?" <laughs> Like he knows her dream, like her dream. Is to build. <laughs> yeah, but like, do you ever dream about? Yeah, horse. Like cars have a lot of horsepower. You ever dream about that horsepower? <laughs> dream about uh, horses. But like horsepower that could really fly. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. If you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What I'm getting at here is that none of this shit makes sense. <laughs> it's. I am still not really clear on what the Amazon trio wants from anyone. Just Pegasus. Yeah, but like, but if that's what they wanted, then they are going about it poorly. 
That's why I honestly believe the sex theory is the is the most sensible theory that but they I, are scumbags who are like, if I could sleep with the fucking person I'm meant to torture and kill, then I might as well. But I don't think that's actually textually supported. You don't think so? I don't, because like I I feel like I would have to go back and watch or think about it, and I don't want to. <laughs> but I feel like there have been opportunities where they have come close enough on the seduction. No, no, they have never succeeded on the seduction. They always are. It's it's always. I mean, it's the same as the last two episodes. They, if there's any indication that they're doing well, they get to a point where they eventually do something that fucks it up, and the person goes, "What? No!" And then they're like, "Ah, goddamn it! All right, one, two, three. I mean, I guess I don't know. Like, it's, I don't. You know what? Don't like it. Not into it. <laughs> Super. That's why we want to get rid of it. Yeah, we want to get rid of the seduction if we can. It's man. It's like it's every other season with this. <laughs> S S had its problems, but it was better. So, Chris, if you had to summarize in one sentence what it is that that she realizes about this man that makes her not love him, what do you think is one sentence oh, that could summarize? It? I think I'm going to hand this one off to Emily. <laughs> Oh, geez. Well, I have the quote, you don't understand how cars feel. There you yes. go. Bingo. That's bingo. So bingo. Think... <laughs> he does not understand how cars feel. And See, that's the line that made me think that Ikuhara uh, was the director on this. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's, that's like... like you've got to get the soul of the drift oh, stuff going on. <laughs> So at that point, oh, he, just the one thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. You're right. Here's another thing that's weird about this. I guess he just doesn't want to see anybody to see. There's too many people around to see the one, two, three, because he actually physically kidnaps her, which he doesn't usually do. He puts her in the car and then he specifically drives her to where there is going to be a rope on the ground that he can use. <laughs> <laughs> he drives her to where he can pull off a stunt. Thankfully, Mamo was nearby driving again. He also uh, dramatically whips off the beard. Oh, does he? I missed He's that like, part. I yeah. didn't have a beard at all. <laughs> <laughs> but we get a car chase in this episode, which is very unusual for Sailor Moon. Yes. I, sh- we got a car chase with uh, Uranus and Neptune, for sure, right? Like, I mean, th- there were a lot of, like, cool motorcycle chases where uh, Neptune was riding side saddle. I mean, the sexy lady car, that whole fight was a car chase. That's true. That's true. Oh. Wow, I, I, I just noticed, I'm sorry, I fucked it up, in that the, the, feel, the how a car feels line was, was not during the part where he was saying, just ditch your stupid old shitty car and come with me. It's when he kidnaps her, and she's like, stop driving so recklessly. And he's like, I don't give a shit about this piece of junk. Well, <laughs> he runs Memo's car off the road. And then she's like, <laughs> like there's not even an exclamation point in the subtitles. And I feel like I feel like there should be a stronger emotion being expressed. Like he just kidnapped you. Yeah. And then it's the car thing that like that's what really ticks you off. Like, I guess what's interesting to me is that I feel like the you don't understand how cars feel exclamation kind of reveals something about what Natsumi thinks about like mm-hmm. people yeah. like i think i think it speaks to how much she actually values human life and um compared to yeah. cars it's not very high 
<laughs> she did just commit an attempted murder. Yeah. And it's not the thing that bothers her. Yeah, no, it's the car. It's like, I don't I don't care if you're running people off the road. I don't care if you're like like getting yeah. other cars into horrible wrecks that maybe hurt and or it's kill the car. People. It's I mean the the fact that you're hurting a car like, is you should feel when you're driving a car, you're one with that car and you need to feel what that car feels. Yeah. Hey, I know you just rammed uh, that car full of middle schoolers <laughs> off the road, um, but could you like maybe go easy on the brakes? You know why she wasn't upset about that? Because Mamo's her client. And so she was like, he's oh, yeah, going to have to bring like, that in. That's, you know, that's, a, <laughs> ooh, that's oh, so that's much alley. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that that makes a whole lot more sense. If you are running people off the road, that's more potential clients for her. So, oh, so uh, one, two, three. She's all tied up. the 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 scouts run up, uh, which is to say, Usagi, Chibi, Ami run up. They transform. We get the Sailor Mercury transformation song, which we haven't had in a little while. Sailor Mercury. And before he can even stick his head into her mirror, they start lecturing him. About how Japan is a small place and life is short and that you should fall in love. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> no, like, but I I thought it was really weird because, like, they're like, oh, be carefree and fall in love, young ladies. Like, it seems to be directed at some young ladies when the only yeah. young ladies in the scene are them. So I don't know if they're just repeating, like, a, a, a saying. Yeah, maybe. That's a good what. point. If they are, it's a it's a saying I'm not familiar with. They gotta like give themselves a pep talk because they're they're ten thousand volts of heartbreak power looking for boyfriends. She already has a boyfriend. <laughs> uh, Chibi doesn't. Well, she kind of does. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Mm. I can't believe that Chibi says cheating on Hotaru like this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Otaru turned into a baby. Otaru turned into a baby. The one thing that would probably be worse than her having a relationship with a horse. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but that is very fair. <laughs> so, so, so Hawksai uh, has a little fight. They call in uh, the the monster, which is called Baranko, the trapeze artist without a net. And uh, here's what here's what I think happened in this episode. They were sitting there making in this episode going, we're spending a lot on all this fucking car stuff. We need a monster where we need like two seconds of animation. And that's all we need. I think you like before they introduced Baranka, the trapeze artist without a net, uh, which is the monster's full name. First of all, Ami does. I, I think she does shine aqua illusion. I think so. And it is countered by regular ass fire. No, he's doing like fire eater, fire eater tricks. Yeah, like, it's still just like regular ass fire. No, because he's a dead moon. If he was a regular circus guy, it would be. But it's mm. he's a dead moon circus guy. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you know this. He's got magic powers. He can make things appear. One, two, three. Mm. Regular ass fire. I mean, there's precedent for this, though, because like in earlier episodes, uh, Udial had like that flamethrower and that was like surprisingly effective, even though it was just like a regular fucking flamethrower with no magic. It was super that sciencey. Was <laughs> super sciencey. When our villains use stuff, it's not normal. It's it's souped up. That's how it works. <laughs> it says you. <laughs> yes. So the point is, well, does anybody, can anybody explain burra, 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 burra to me? Uh, I cannot. Nope, I can't either. 
Because that's what the monster says. And then later, Tuxedo Mask will say it. And it's like, wait, is this a thing? It must be a thing. I don't get it. I'm going to Google it. So if you guys can explain it to us, write into us. But yeah, listen, this trapeze artist just keeps swinging back and forth. It's And then in keeping with... Oh, you got it? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I Googled it and I found a... uh, It's a website that I guess like translates Japanese sound effects into like what they're typically trying to describe. Okay, that's handy. Bura Bura is like a sound effect that you would use in manga to uh, denote, and here's here's the list that they give, uh, hanging about, aimlessly, dangling, strolling, and hanging around. Uh, wow. There you go. Explanation, where one is idling around pointlessly, just hanging around. So he's like, just, just hanging. I guess. Hanging off that trapeze. So, so sorry to interrupt, but no, no, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh. I'm happy to know. I could solve the mystery. Apparently, yeah, apparently Barranco means swing. Oh, okay. Uh, but that's interesting. Okay. Uh, so anyway, Barranco makes all of the scouts present do trapeze tricks. Yeah. And then, hey, it's, uh, I, I'm sure we've all really missed getting upskirt shots. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Always. I'm going to go to that one, too. Everybody's, everybody's favorite thing about the show. And then Barranco keeps swinging back and forth in the same animation over and over and over and over and over uh, with a giant pair of scissors to cut everyone else's uh, trapeze strings. What are they yeah. attached to? <laughs> That's a great question. I never Excellent even considered question. that. I never even considered it. Fortunately, as she's coming at him with those scissors. You know, they don't use that sound effect anymore. <laughs> did they ever? Was that, is that the from the English dub? Uh, I don't think it's. I think they did. They only use that in the English dub. Uh, I thought they used it in the in the season one. I don't remember. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's from season one. OK. Yeah. Pretty sure. So. Tuxedo Mask shows up, they play his and he swings in on a trapeze, uh, which he's swinging on by his legs. Also not apparently connected to anything and roughly one million feet in the air. He catches the Sailor Scouts, saves them, and in the place where he would normally say something ridiculously profound, he says, Sailor Moon, you've put on weight again. You feel heavy. That's... just like coming straight just putting her on blast i can't i cannot believe and then and then she's like well it's not my fault and then the camera kind of pans down to imply like well the extra weight is mercury and and chibi moon and i'm sorry but tuxedo masks apology is 100 not enough that guy like owes her a fancy dinner at least (laughs) <laughs> well he'll probably uh, deliver on that he probably will he's rich he's got that dead parent money just take it on to Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> Jesus <laughs> so the monster tries to swing again and can't reach them with the scissors it's pretty ridiculous so Chibi summons Pegasus and then Sailor Moon does the attack and kills the monster yep as usually happens stage out stage out all right, so cool. Ta- ta- Wait, ta- well, there's still a little bit Bye. more. There's still a little bit more. Yes, I mean, a little bit more. <laughs> Curse you younger women, <laughs> says Hawkeye. <laughs> this guy. Uh, this <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> and he jumps away. So 
cut to the next day or whatever. Maybe maybe a week later. Who knows? They've finished fixing up the car. The scouts are all there. Ami's in the car with her as she turns the key. The car shudders to life. Pulls out of the dry, oh, the garage. Oh, oh, it, it, it yeah, starts, starts to, to stall yeah, a bit, right. and then Ami turns to as as many science minded people do to the power of prayer. Yes, she prays that it starts. To whom does Ami pray? Do you think? I thought she was just praying to the car. Uh, in that moment, <laughs> that would sure the gods of science, Pegasus, possibly to Mercury. Oh, well, oh, sure, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. So the car starts, pulls out of the garage, and then blows up. (laughs) The end. So uh, that's the episode. I guess it's time for us to talk about what we've learned. Uh, And Emily, we will start with you. What did you learn from this highly educational episode of Sailor Moon? Well, I now understand how cars feel. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's definitely a good thing to know. Uh, Jordan, what did you learn from this episode? Jesus, what did I learn from this episode? I'm struggling. Uh, Okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) I learned that if you you are ever uh, struck by a terrible tragedy, uh, what you really need to do then is not uh, get over that thing, but find someone with whom to share sadness for the rest of your life. (laughs) Sounds legit. Yeah. How about you, Chris? I learned that uh, you can just, if you just have a beard, you can basically convince anyone of anything. Mm. It's true. Yeah. You ever tried it's a beard, Chris? True. Can't grow one. Got a, little, got a little bald spot on my chin. Sorry to hear it. If it's, it's fine. Like, I don't actually want one. You would be able to convince anyone of anything. Uh, I'm, I'm a very persuasive gentleman anyway. Oh. Jordan, you should quit your job and make a quarter <laughs> million dollars a year. I'm not going to convince you of that. <laughs> no, the quarter of a million dollars is to split by, with everyone. Still an not insignificant amount of money. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Plus, we got to think if like one person's doing that, like probably other people will too. No! <laughs> ridiculous just because one rich mad person wants to give $27,000 a month to sell their business I do not think a second person would I think look it's it's all it takes is is just somebody priming that pump (laughs) okay all right anyway how about this how about this if you give $27,000 a month even if you're a guy you can appear on the show no (laughs) Mm-mm, no. <laughs> dudes. Dudes. <laughs> well, that was an episode. That is an episode. Uh, any final thoughts on it, Emily? Uh, well, I mean, I I know at the beginning that we kind we kind of all established that this one was kind of bad, but I don't know. I mean, it was kind of funny oh, yeah, too. Like, just just because of how ridiculous it is. I mean, like. The beard, the cars feelings line, like that that is some quality nineties anime bullshit. And I I enjoyed watching this episode. So I will say that for it. Uh yeah, I, I don't think it's not a great or good episode, I think, is uh the thing I can say about it. Um, but it's yeah, it's perfectly fine. 
it's enjoyable enough at the very least it's not as creepy as the stuff we've been getting lately although it's weird that our uh victim of the week is just like mad obsessed with her dead husband's project that he foisted on her before he died like it's kind of sad in that way but not in the uh not not as not as bad as it sometimes gets for yeah. sure jordan thoughts yeah i mean i i i agree that it was not great but it was there was some fun to be had and um it's uh it again it's the other half of the uh cookbook uh proof episodes where where the two parts of cookbook fall in love with people who are not into them but but you see that they're they're into each other so there you go it's becoming more true all the time turns out so very true so you chris nobody can you can't tell people to skip it because this is part of confirming cookbook yeah it's it's on the it's on the conspiracy board it's connected to the uh to the pegasus romance novel episode with a red string on my cork board <laughs> <laughs> love it all right, so that's going to be it. Emily, could you please let everyone know where they can find you online should you wish to be found? Sure thing. Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter at uh, Emily E. Mayo, and that is spelled M-E-O because it is a weird Italian name. And uh, I mostly tweet stuff about game audio, and I tweet Sailor Moon GIFs in relation to the game audio. So that's fun if you're into that. And also, you could check out stuff on my website. It's uh, emilyemayo.com. It's pretty much just a portfolio site. So, you know, check out my demo if you want. It's cool. Yeah, well, I checked it out during our break. It was pretty fun. Oh, thank you. And Jordan, where can they find you and us? You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find our show at Sailor Business or at sailorbusiness.com. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does so many podcasts aside from producing ours. He does one about the Power Rangers called the Morphin Grid, one about Pokemon World Tour, two about Pokemon World Tour, Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United, one about James Bond called Spectre, one called Hard Reboot, where they reboot things, uh, Kingdom Smarts, where they talk about Kingdom Hearts, uh, and so much more. <laughs> more all the time, I'm sure. Chris, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me by going to the-isb.com. That's B as in, but I want to fix this car. And you can find links to everything that I do online, including the columns that I write, the comics that I write, uh, and uh, podcasts that I do. So do check that out. That'll be it for this week's show. I'd say that'll be it. Like That's it like eight times at the end of every episode. Uh, but we will be back next week for Aiming for the oh. Top, The Pretty Swordsman's Dilemma. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. I sure hope she's only working part-time here, otherwise her hands will get stained with grease. Ah! Oh, no!